tear fund. She'll do well in following that uh, career path that she has. Hey, look, I want to just show you, how many of you would like to see a picture of Seb um, Norman, our, our new youth pastor? Okay, it'll come up on the, on the screen here in just a moment. There he is. We, we have the pleasure of Seb coming uh, early in the, the new year. Just keep praying for him as um, he, he needs to just get things through the immigration department and, and then he'll be out here as soon as he can. Hey, look, David Dodge got up at 5.30 the other day. That's probably a pretty normal time, David. And this is what he found, if we just keep going. had come from a secret Santa outside his, his door. And this is not the first time this has happened. This, this is for the uh, Linda's, Linda's group on a, on a Tuesday. Someone in the congregation here plays secret Santa and has a lot of fun, individually wrapped for every, every woman that's part of that group. Outside David's door, 5.30 in the morning, and Linda said it just is so encouraging. She couldn't keep it as a story to herself. Can we just thank the Lord for whoever that person is? This is the season to, to be doing that sort of thing. This is the season to, to just have some fun with one, with one another. We've got a secret centre as a staff here this, this week, um, so we're doing it. Others of you, you up to anything? What's, what, what, what's planned over the next couple of weeks? Yeah? Sec- good? Oh, good, good. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be a cool party. <laughs> and no mic, sorry. <laughs> Anything else happening? Um, last night, I had a Christmas party. Just give this, run this to Pam if you would. This is cool. This is worth hearing. I haven't heard it. I just know it's good. Um, sorry, that was a bit loud. Uh, last night, I held a Christmas party for Muslim friends. <laughs> Counted at the door about 220. Yay, Levita. God. They lost count. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to embarrass, embarrass two people this morning. Yep. <laughs> Simon and Christine came and helped me in the kitchen. We had other people. Man, these guys are amazing. Um, they did such a wonderful job and kept me sane. <laughs> but it was an amazing night and um, we had food, fellowship. There was 10 people I spoke to who I'd never met before. They'd never stepped foot in a church before. And there was more. There was more people who'd never been into a church before, into a Christian event. So it was very, very exciting. And everyone just had a great time. So we had a production thing as well. And um, I stood and watched from the back door, (laughs) running back and forth, eating the puddings. Um, (laughs) But it was a fantastic night. Yeah, so it was really good. Great. Christmas is a good time, isn't it? And a big thank you to Michael for inviting me to watch Joseph Parker's fight last night. That was fun. Really enjoyed it. And look, I've got my first Christmas present of some uh, flowers that have been made for me this morning. So thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I guess you've noticed that the traffic's a little bit heavier now. And there's a few more people in the malls. Anyone noticed that? Look, I just really want to encourage us today on this thought of Christmas. This next two weeks, don't endure it 
absolutely enjoy it. Do everything you possibly can just to engage in the whole season because you never know what opportunities to be able to talk and share with people are going to come your way, right? I mean, we want to be on the front foot with, in terms of being able to share our faith, the love, the goodness of God. Like, CS, aren't you grateful for C.S. Lewis? Someone that can walk in a room and just go, bang, it's grace. Man, what's the difference? It's grace. God loves us. We don't have to earn it. It's grace. You know, um, we've got so much to be able to share, but often we're just not maybe prepared enough as, as we should be. So I want to just um, focus on the Christmas story this morning for a little bit, and then we'll sing and uh, we'll have coffee. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. God's not afraid to break all the rules, is he? Yeah. To break all the taboos. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great, great, great joy for all the people. Today in the, ta- in the town of David, a Savior. Would you say that word with me? A Savior is born. Saviors are born because people are in a mess. Saviors are only born because there's something to save. God decided humanity needed a saviour. And he didn't say, work for it. He just decided, these people are in a mess. You need a saviour. I've got a plan. And he waited 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 until the time was exactly right. And it started. Today, in the town of David, the angel said, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. You know, Graham was just telling me this morning of being visit, uh, out visiting Kara and a beautiful nativity scene in the... St. John of God, um, uh, uh, hospital, hospice that's there. Beautiful nativity scene, and he wheels car out in the, in the um, chair, and they get to the beautiful nativity scene, and they look in the manger, and guess what? There's no baby. There's no baby at all. Do you know who sorrowed it? Sister Mary. <laughs> Sister Mary, who works in the St. John of God, had stolen the baby. She'd taken it out because the baby can't be put in the manger until December the 25. Isn't that, isn't that cute, though, that Sister Mary stole it? 
<laughs> and Kara's laughing, Graham's laughing. They had a great time. Suddenly, a great uh, company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Wow. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen. You know, you don't see many nativity um, scenes at all out in the public places these days, do you? You, um, At Christmas in the park, I think I heard there were two carols out of several hours of entertainment that went on at the end of November there. It's just the the, uh, celebrating Jesus is not in the forefront. Something else is in the forefront. I read that... um, in the, one of the letters to the editor, a woman was, or a man was writing saying um, we should take Santa out as well uh, be, because we need something that's just Kiwi in there. And it's like you know, the, the actual Christmas story because even Santa relates to a Catholic monk um, called St. Nicholas um, is getting pushed to the back. But you know, I'm not trying to bemoan that. I just think it gives us a great opportunity. It really does. It gives us a great opportunity to be able to engage with people and ask them questions about, about what this is all about. Why are you celebrating? What, what's, what, where, what's the history of this thing? Do you know where carols, you might, you might say, do you know where carols in the park came from? In the last 20 years, 25 years, came from Life Church, Paul de Jong. Paul de Jong in the late 80s. When he first arrived in New Zealand, he called all the churches together, and in Auckland they did a Christmas in the park, and thousands of people came because they were wanting to do something on Christmas Eve. The next year, Coca-Cola took it over, and Paul just moved to the side, and they've done other things. But that's where it actually began from. It began from a church again, igniting something that was, that was needed in New Zealand. You might ask, you know, is, is uh, the birth of Mary, birth of Mary, the birth of Jesus just a myth? You know, does it have any basis in, in, uh, in, in actual history? Because it's a pretty common idea out there. There's so many people who haven't grown up with Sunday school. There's a whole generation who Jesus has just been a swear word to, and they don't know all the facts. And, and it's pretty common that they think the Bible could be full of good stories. It tells morals. Well, here's the one that you'll hear often. It's got good values, so I don't mind my kids hearing about it because it'll teach them values, and, and it'll clarify important truths. But it's hardly a historical fact, surely. It's like Sleeping Beauty. No one thinks Sleeping Beauty's real. Or Maui pulling up New Zealand.